Mom Courage, the podcast, questioning norms and finding the real conversation around motherhood, being a woman, and family life. I'm Carrie Promozik, your host. Welcome, Courageous Mamas. The bravery and courage it takes for we moms to share our authentic lived experiences as mothers is real. And today, we have courageous mom Jackie Janik sharing her journey as Sophie's mom. Sophie is eight years old. She loves bubbles, riding her scooter, and enjoys gymnastics. Sophie is also autistic. Sophie has her very own team, hashtag Team Sophie, that Jackie has set up and organized as a major support system for Sophie. You'll be so impressed when you learn about this team. As I reflect on this conversation with Jackie, some of the words that come to mind are trust, community, strength, awareness, acceptance, courage, and love. As Jackie and I talk mother to mother, it became so clear to me how imperative it is to teach autism awareness and acceptance to our kids. I hope you will see the importance in this too. Jackie is a wealth of knowledge and she is even sharing strategies she has in place for her and her daughter. From IEP meetings to thanking a New York City school bus company and even some self-care tips. Jackie's honesty is refreshing and powerful and I hope each of you courageous moms listening in will come away with a new sense of autism awareness and understanding. Whether you have a loved one in your life who is autistic or not, you will gain some real insight into the dedication behind raising a child with autism. And I hope you will feel the love that shines through as Jackie speaks. So get ready for a mom's story of trust, community, and love. Hey, Courageous Mamas. This is Carrie Promozik, your host. Welcome to Mom Courage and welcome to the conversation. Today is a personal story episode. I am excited to chat with Jackie Janik, a courageous mom who will be sharing her journey as parenting her daughter who is autistic. Jackie is a mom, wife, daughter, friend, and women's empowerment coach, helping women uncover their purpose and define their own path in the world. She is the creator and co-host of Beyond Small Talk, an Instagram live turn podcast for women who crave conversations that nourishes her soul, speaks her imagination, and stretches her to joyfully uncomfortable places in a real, authentic, unedited kind of way. So welcome, Jackie. Hello. Thank you so much for having me, Cara. This is so nice. Thank you. Yes, yes, yes. I'm excited to have you here. And I'm really honored uh, for you to talk today about your personal journey and sharing it with other courageous moms out there. So let's get started. Just, you know, start by telling us about yourself, uh, your story and your story with raising your daughter. 
Um, thank you. I just want to start that. Um, if you hear any like little tears coming out or, mm -hmm. you know, I have to catch my breath for me, okay. autism. Yeah. And my daughter, Sophie, my daughter, who's her name is Sophie. Mm -hmm. It's still a very charged um, topic for me. It's the feelings do come and go, especially if there's a full moon out there right now. So I'm a little in a place where I could get um, a bit emotional mm -hmm. around talking about her because this topic um, is very heavy for me still. And I just want to put that out there. So Thank please, you. everyone, like, don't, I don't want anybody to feel bad. It's just like holding this space for me to sure. have a moment to breathe would be lovely. Sure. Of course. You take whatever time you need. Thank you. Thank you. I appreciate that. So, yeah. So, again, my name is Jackie. My daughter, she, her name is Sophie. And she was mm -hmm. named after my grandma, Sophie. I was incredibly close to both my grandmothers. And um, my cousin took my other grandmother's name. So, I had mm -hmm. Sophie. And she has turned into just what a Sophie uh, that kind of personality you would mm -hmm. think. Mm -hmm. um, I didn't know, you know, when you decide, hey, I want to become a mom and you get pregnant, a child having disabilities never popped into my head. I mm -hmm. never imagined or thought it looked like what it is now. I always thought I would have a daughter named Sophie. She would be my mini me and we would do everything together from like very girly stuff to sports to she's having sleepover parties and like just this like, mm -hmm. you know, the picture perfect of what you think mothering and parenting would look like. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, but as we all know, <laughs> mm -hmm. that's not everything around motherhood. Right. And so when I found out Sophie was delayed and I noticed before months old she was showing mm -hmm. signs I brought mm -hmm. her to the doctor and that's when we start our autism journey um mm -hmm. it was in my it was autism but I didn't get a, an official diagnosis till she was 22 months she had mm -hmm. delayed speech delayed play wasn't able to focus and look at you it didn't start that way to be honest up to about six months it seemed like everything was going just as it's supposed to and hitting the milestones and then it just kind of changed. Mm -hmm. And now, you know, six and a half, seven and a half years later, it's just been on a journey and quest to find her. Um, I mean, obviously, there's not a cure, but to find her remedies that help her live in society. Um, right. So that's where we are now. So, uh, Jackie, thanks for sharing before on just really, you know, your emotions behind the conversation and, you know, leading into it a bit here, many of us have an idea about autism, but could you go a little deeper for some of us listening, explain a bit about what autism is and what the spectrum of autism means? Sure. Great question. And honestly, I c continue to Google it as well, because I feel right. like the definitions around it and what it looks like continually changes. Mm -hmm. But overall, um, Sophie is diagnosed with autism, ASD, and also something called PDD-NOS. And it was also another form of autism before they combined everything and put it on what they call now the spectrum, Asperger's. Um, they all just combined it as one. So now when you say the word autism, it's such a large 
again, spectrum of Mm -hmm. behaviors and challenges and characteristics that it's really, you know, they just clumped it all together when they, each kid literally has very different Mm. traits and or needs. Mm -hmm. Um, And, you know, like my mother always says to me, oh, that's not like typically what I know about autism. I'm like, first of all, you probably know nothing about autism, but whatever. Mm -hmm. Um, Mm -hmm. In general, it means when you see children who are, have challenges with social skills, Mm -hmm. um, repetitive behavior. So, so if we continually like spinning things like things Mm -hmm. like that, Mm -hmm. or playing the same music over and over and over again. Um, Mm -hmm. Also, they have delays in speech or any verbal communication, which is significant and where I saw the I see the most in Sophie, there's Mm -hmm. a lot of tactile and sensory issues you see mm-hmm. either closing their I call those closing their ears but putting their hands over their ears mm-hmm. they like a lot of sensory input with um, massages or using weighted blankets mm-hmm. um, they they like routine generally mm-hmm. speaking mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. don't mess with their routine they don't necessarily know how to handle it it's hard for them to sometimes identify emotions um, and though these are all just general things, sure. not all that apply to Sophie. But right. as I say, if you met a kid on this, you know, you met an autism kid, you met one autism kid. Like, mm-hmm. it's just right. so incredibly different. Even within the general classrooms, when they go to school, each child is so incredibly different. So mm-hmm. that's good to say. So really, there's this overall generate, you know, definition in a sense with some things around social skills and challenges and such. But really, what you're saying is, every uh, child experience autism is really unique and has some differences within that that kind of I guess diagnosis in a sense yeah completely yeah yeah Yeah. yeah. okay that's good to know um so okay so as mothers we have to be all the things all the time and I imagine parenting a child with special needs bring, brings another level of support needed and you know challenges our self-care in many ways how do you navigate as a mom? How do you, you know, are there special groups you're a part of? And, and I guess another question, I'll get back to it and remind you, but it's also, you know, your personal care. So I did just asked you lots of things, but how do you navigate as a mom with this? Yeah, I truly, for my whole life, I've very been into community and I've mm-hmm. always sought out community, particularly women's groups, hence why I even became a women's empowerment coach. I started out as a love and relationship coach, a life coach going to school is because I needed a coach at life. I needed that kind of support when I was in my 30s, early 30s. I, you know, wasn't happy with where my direction of life was going. And I knew it wasn't a therapy purpose I needed. I needed community. I needed women, right? So I've always been a proponent of that. So when this came up, it's kind of like I just took my skills of finding what I needed in my early 30s to now to motherhood. So Mm -hmm. in the autism community, they call it circle of support, COS. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. And I have I, I, I have a day job, too. It's in a marketing mm-hmm. uh, capacity. And I branded it, of course, as, you mm-hmm. know, Team Sophie. So everything's hashtag Team Sophie. So when mm-hmm. you join um, the circle of support 
on team Sophie, you always get like a welcome letter. (laughs) You get a, you know, thanks for joining our team. So team Sophie includes everybody from the bus driver to the matron on the bus to the security guard at her school. Like you don't think of these things that Uh these are the people who are on her team. You know, Mm -hmm. every therapist, she has speech, OT, social, she has ABA therapist, which is another you know, some people think it's a bit controversial. Mm-hmm. Um, you have doctors. I have a regular pediatrician. I have a holistic pediatrician. I have a neurologist. So mm-hmm. these are just like how the list goes on to, mm-hmm. you know, working with the state and to get some mm-hmm. funding for her. And while, of course, this is raising autistic kid can be incredibly expensive. Mm-hmm. It's also working with uh, federal and state funds. So I'm setting her up for life. Not that I'm looking to use this money now. It's like I had to start now to get her diagnosed officially as a person with a disability that comes up at eight years old. I started at six and I didn't know you had to do it again at eight. So then I was like two years later going through every report again. Mm-hmm. And now she is considered, and this is her life as the state of New York, that she gets all these benefits. So again, it's just like, as a mom, you always think, what if I die? You know, like, I'm sure Sure. every mom that goes through their head, well, what if, what if I die, Mm -hmm. it would leave her significant challenges. So Mm -hmm. I have all those things in place. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So my circle support is very large and mm-hmm. I have other moms. We talked about Facebook groups. Sometimes they do get a bit overwhelming, um, mm-hmm. but I have a, a set few moms really mm-hmm. close that completely and not totally understands. And again, because autism and your child's needs and challenges are so wide on the spectrum, not all mm-hmm. moms on the spectrum can relate. Like they just can't. Right. So I have found women whose children are um, specific around Sophie's level and Mm -hmm. capabilities. So it makes it easier and we understand. Sure. And then you can offer a certain sense of support since you're having similar things you're working through. Correct. Correct. And for me, self-care, again, is just doing my own podcast and talking to women and holding conversations. I run a monthly group for women also called beyond small talk Mm -hmm. i enjoy music and the arts and um rest Mm -hmm. i am i'm one of those moms who like don't need a full calendar on a whole entire weekend where it's like book solid no 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 i book myself where it's called rest right (laughs) and i no guilt around that yes i will do a netflix and chill quicker Mm -hmm. than anyone else Uh and that's that's what we do. Yeah. Nice. Uh, it's, you know, I, I think it's important that you say that, that your personal care, some of it's just not filling the calendar and that's just, you know, rest. I love it. Love it. And um, I think it's really important you shared that, that the team Sophie, that all these people involved in, in Sophie's life, you have them all connected to this circle of support. What a great, um, just a great support system, but I, I'm sure that takes a lot of effort and energy to keep it going, or at least once you get it going, it's probably not um, as great, but what a great way to support Sophie with all the people in her life. Yeah, because Sophie has limited verbals. So Mm -hmm. what that means and not everybody, like I'm just saying this to like think it through. I never thought this through before Mm -hmm. is that when she goes on the bus and, you know, in in the past, she's come off the bus with a bump on her head. She's had cuts Mm -hmm. or bruises or, you know, not happy. She can't tell me with words what's wrong. 
right? So I have to rely on that matron, to be honest. I have to rely on the bus driver. I have to rely and trust the amount of people in one day that will be kind, honest, and like good people, which Mm -hmm. unfortunately in this community and with disabled people or mentally ill across Mm -hmm. the gamut, you don't always find good people. (laughs) You don't. Mm -hmm. And there's a bigger issue there in regards to pay scale and, you know, how we value these people in society, et cetera. But I just, you know, I always approach with we're on the same team. Sophie, even though she can't tell me everything, she can tell me a whole lot. So Mm -hmm. I don't have problems, you know, chin checking when I have to. Mm -hmm. Um, I always am very like rewarding as in with compliments. I call managers of people who do really good. I call bus companies when they do a good job. So Mm -hmm. I don't, I'm not there just to um, complain. I'm also Mm -hmm. one where... I've called the bus company of uh, New York City. They mm-hmm. didn't even know what to do with my positive um, oh, wow. review. They're like, yeah. wait, what are you calling for? <laughs> and I was like, yeah, can I speak to a manager? This is not bad. I just want to compliment and say what a great bubble. They're like, we don't know where to direct you. <laughs> oh, my gosh. That's a great yeah. message in itself, everybody. Just, you know, getting sending out there to your the people that get our kids to school and saying thank you. Wow. And that what a great experience. Right, right. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. So the support, I I just, I think that's so great that you have that in place and um, just all the things and level of connection because you need that. And just like you're saying, to kind of keep that trust going, you want to keep that community connected. And that kind of leads into this idea of like, as your child attends school um, with any kind of, you know, diagnosis, most kids have an IEP, which stands for Individualized Educational Program. And this is usually a plan with specific goals and markers reached, you know, on the child's, based on the child's needs, et cetera. Um, So for you, Jackie, IEPs are a big part of raising Sophie and I'm one and really any child with special needs. And I'm wondering, could you tell us how do you deal with these yearly meetings and all the meetings that come up for this IEP conversation? Um, Yes, I am one that I cannot read all those reports anymore because they are just incredibly too painful. Mm-hmm. and it started I had my last one on Friday mm-hmm. um, this past Friday and mm-hmm. it's about 12 pages exactly and you sit in a room and you have you know multiple professionals just talk everything that your kid can't do mm-hmm. and very rarely do they emphasize what they can do yeah. because that's not a goal you know the goal is it for them to say three words in a sentence or something like that. And, you know, where's the progress? Also, Sophie does have some behavioral challenges, mostly due to her frustration. She's not Mm -hmm. an aggressive person, but she does she have aggression due to frustrations of not being understood, seen and heard? Absolutely. Mm -hmm. And unfortunately, that comes out in behaviors that are definitely red flags to the educational community, which Mm -hmm. I understand because, um, she she can bite she can hit right. she right. might scratch you right, right. and so, also these people should be trained in that so right. for me the ieps and other reports i of course they dictate and they um are like the bible of the educational system 
Mm -hmm. Um, And always I try to add addition to that. I have what I call my cell sheet on Sophie. So it's like a Mm -hmm. picture of her. I always send and include pictures with all Mm -hmm. these reports Mm -hmm. and just her top, um, I say, um, her skills like mm-hmm, her top mm-hmm. skills. And then mm-hmm. I always say opportunities for growth is what mm-hmm. I call it. Um, mm-hmm. I'm not hiding anything about her. I'm just positioning mm-hmm. it in a way where we're seeing her as a person, a little girl who mm-hmm. has potential and who's in right. there. It's just needing the right um, directive, the right education, the right people yes. in her life to pull it out. Yeah. Yeah, so typically I take IEP days off and then I cry Mm -hmm, (laughs) after mm -hmm, I just let it all out. I just have one big cry and then I usually Mm -hmm. go and um, with my husband and Sophie Mm -hmm. and then we Mm -hmm. usually do celebrate. I usually Mm -hmm. celebrate with a a drink and Mm -hmm. we say look at what we're accomplishing and look what we're doing together as a family. So that's how I get through IEP days. Yeah. And, you know, I think your honesty about the struggle with them um, is amazing because it is hard to be in IEPs. You know, I taught years ago, I was a teacher in there. And I had those same feelings you're sharing, you know, we're going over the, the things that aren't being met, but I love that you said you list her top skills and opportunities for growth because the positives count too. There is certainly a place for the areas of growth, right? But the positives are important. So I think that's important that you do that. And anybody listening might want to take that as a tip, right? Like when you go in or you're filling out those forms, you know, putting the pictures in and what you see is so important as a parent and acknowledging those top skills, I think is a really important thing to empower yourself as a parent and your daughter. Right. And no, like, I'm no shade for teachers and therapists. I love sure. them all. And I understand the purpose of why they have of to course. do that. I, I just think, you know, especially after this, during this pandemic, that some things in the educational system, I feel like is a bit archaic and a mm-hmm. bit need mm-hmm. some updating. And mm-hmm. I mean, everything needs to update and upgrade mm-hmm. themselves and to self-reflect. I just mm-hmm. think that some of these, you know, institutions, mm-hmm for lack of a better word, of the schooling system in New York City, hasn't sat back and self-reflected. And I'm not blaming the teacher or the therapist or the para. Mm -hmm. You know, I I say to upper management, like Mm -hmm. those uh, more upper administration or the Mm -hmm. people who, you know, Mm -hmm. decision makers, Mm -hmm. um, you know, could really work some self-reflection on the school year. Sure, sure. This has definitely been, over this pandemic time, a a time to really give, as you say, reflection to how we're navigating, without a doubt. Um, And I think it's important that, you know, when you're going in, you're also offering your time to celebrate when you're done. You take the day off and have a celebration as a family. And that is a great, uh, in my eyes, I don't know, like almost like a a positive thing you can do for yourself and kind of give you that reward in a sense. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. you need it because it's hard to listen to to things about your kid that like you know in your eyes you know like I always say I could talk crap about my kid but no one else could talk crap about my kid you know so it just feels kind of um it just feels heavy because yeah when with autism well Sophie prog there is progress it is slow it is slow and for this type a kind of person Mm -hmm. it's 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 harder for my husband it's not as hard for him he's Mm -hmm. like well that's Mm -hmm. progress I don't care if it takes 30 years it's progress okay right so we just I just have to learn and you know 
change perspective sometimes yeah, work yeah, on that yeah 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 don't we all for so many things right <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> oh my so you know many parents are spending tons of time navigating say extracurricular activities for their children and your daughter has regular therapies as part of her life and um they may take the place of some of these extracurricular activities can you talk about the commitment involved with some of the therapies that your daughter is a part of Sure. So I take a a multi-tier prong approach, I call it to autism. So I I attack it from different um, aspects. So while some people are strictly ABA therapy or non-ABA or holistic or medicines or testings, I, I do a little of everything and I combined it all because I think there's everything mm-hmm. you know we're multi-dimensional people we need multi-dimensional approaches mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. so with Sophie she does have um, significant ABA therapy mm-hmm. and uh, that is an after school like other kids have soccer etc her extracurricular is ABA therapy mm-hmm. and it's 20 hours a week mm-hmm. and it takes up um, basically yeah she's seven days a week mm-hmm. so it's it feels heavy for her. So after on the weekends, why I don't fill up our calendars also, she just needs time to be a kid. And also during the pandemic, a lot, two of her two organizations that she felt comfortable going for all autistic children that really welcomed parents to drop them off, which Mm -hmm. freaked the heck out of me out the first time where I was like, I didn't drop her off for months. They're like, you know, you can leave. I was like, yeah, no, I'll just sit in the corner and wait. And a lot of parents do wait. Like it wasn't mm-hmm. just right. Um, <laughs> that, mm-hmm. you know, group ended. But she, we found a gymnastics um, class with a coach who was just amazing. His name is Coach Lou. They live two blocks away from my apartment. And literally I drop her off three times a week for 30 oh, nice. minutes. And she just loves it. And it's like that one slice of, you know, typical normalcy that a regular child would have, mm-hmm. she gets through this organization and this com- this gymnastics class. And I tell the owner all the time, you just, it just makes me feel like it's okay. Yeah. If that makes yeah. sense. Yeah. So would that be like her favorite uh, program that she does? The gymnastics. Yes, she, she really does. Yeah, she loves gymnastics. She, and, you know, they don't just do gymnastics there. He tickles right. her. They sing together. So I think right. she likes all that. She's a real athlete. Mm-hmm. She unfortunately is not able to understand um, group team sports yet, mm-hmm. but the individuals she's getting and mm-hmm. um, she loves gym class is like her favorite basketball, mm-hmm. all those kind of things. She's quite a little. Um, athlete but yeah again yeah. just not group team sports yet but right it's coming it's coming right. she's she, good yeah it's coming good and I like how you say you know you do multiple things and lots of different levels and you know I hear you saying ABA but I have to be honest I'm not 100% sure what that is could you just tell me what that stands for ABA therapy sure it's applied behavioral analysis and Got it's, it. um, now that they've been doing a lot more studies on this and Mm -hmm. that autistic children are now becoming autistic adults Mm -hmm. um, who have a voice. I've been reading more about that this applied behavioral, it's kind of like, and I hate comparing it to Pavlov's dogs. I don't know if anyone remembers that study, but it's kind of like that. You do this, you get a reward. 
okay. uh, first do this, then do that kind mm-hmm. of thing. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So I understand how, you know, autistic adults who went through that as children are now saying it's just, um, it doesn't let them be individuals. Mm-hmm. Um, that's why I do a mix of it. And I don't sure. focus just on ABA. However, some techniques in ABA and typically the therapists that work with Sophie or that she likes isn't right. so stringent, Got meaning it. like they stretch her and push her really hard, especially in speech to make those mm-hmm. words. Mm-hmm. Yet it's not so cut and dry as traditional straight up ABA. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. which I like. And that's mm-hmm. why these therapists, she had two therapists, one did a lot of life skills, focus on life skills, one focused on academics. And mm-hmm. this was the year that she flourished. That's another mm-hmm. important thing with these children, that the people on your circle of support and your therapist, they mm-hmm. need to be the right fit. Because when they're right. not, you can, you see, there's no progress when they are one year with these two women significant seven days a week. That's when Sophie started talking. That's when Mm -hmm. Sophie started doing her own chores. That's when Mm -hmm. she got almost potty trained, like Mm -hmm. life changed with these two individual women. Yeah. 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 Oh, that's good to hear. So tell us, you know, I know we've been talking to uh, a lot about Sophie, but what are some of the like, uh, back to kind of your opportunities for growth kind of ideas and such? What are your joys with Sophie now? What are like um, some of the things that you really appreciate about her, the joyful things about her, the fun things, all that kind of, those kinds of pieces of, of Sophie? Yeah, she is really kind of a jokester. And (laughs) she, her face, she's like me, she can't hide her feelings with her Mm -hmm. face, right? You know how some people like, (laughs) no, similar with me, we have zero Mm -hmm. poker face, you know. Uh (laughs) And when she really likes you, Mm -hmm. and likes what you're doing and is happy, her smile like lights up a room. Mm. Um, when she doesn't like something you say, and every mm-hmm. once in a while it comes out, and I'm sure, you know, as a mom, you get like the shade look they throw at you, like, ugh, right. like, you know, right. and <laughs> I always applaud any feelings or any emotions yeah. she shows because they're emotions and they're all valid. And actually, her coach, gymnastic coach, reminded me it's just she's having some big feelings today, mom. That's okay. Mm-hmm. She was a little bit like a little grouchy and just mm-hmm. like, and she's like, don't forget, mom, she is a little kid who has feelings. Mm-hmm. I was like, you're right. Mm-hmm. Um, again, she loves sports and um, doing a- like uh, activities like that. Scootering. Uh, we love scootering. Bubbles is mm-hmm. like her life. Swimming. Mm-hmm. She, yeah. So we do those things. And now I'm starting to introduce more activities together because also uh, before when she was younger, she wouldn't answer to her name. Mm-hmm. So you don't realize how scary that can be that if you yeah. go out somewhere yeah. and your child starts running away and they won't turn around mm-hmm. to look at you or answer their names, that that's a problem, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. So we mm-hmm. needed to get some uh, fundamentals down. So answering sure. to her name when I call her listening to directive, um, you know, crossing streets. Yes, I still hold her hand and things like that, but she's eight and, you know, like just sitting on the subway together, um, not just going up to strangers all the time. Mm -hmm. It's just certain things that we had to get together before I can take her to certain places. And Mm -hmm. we also try to go to places when it's off peak hours. Mm -hmm. Lots, a lot of people, 
do get her overstimulated and especially being around too many children, um, certain uh, uh, like uh, pitches, pitches of kids' sure. voices do bother yeah. her. So yeah. Yeah. we yeah. are just mindful of where we go, when we go. Right, right. And it's nice to hear you say that progress, you know, that when she was younger, you weren't able to maybe navigate some of these places. But now the progress she's made, you are able to enjoy going out and doing the subway and things like that. That's nice to hear. And I yeah, love that she likes long, bubbles. <laughs> love the, the bubble, gazillion bubble show. That was mm-hmm. like a huge hit for her birthday. <laughs> and yeah. Um, now we're into SpongeBob. It's nice mm-hmm. to see her progress. It was like the same cartoon bubble guppies which actually is a very cute funny cartoon yeah (laughs) and it's like at eight what are you watching now you know and now Mm -hmm. it's spongebob not Mm -hmm. that i think i love spongebob but Mm -hmm. the purpose is that she progressed that now she listens to not just baby songs anymore that she likes you know who lets the dogs out like she likes that song Mm -hmm. it's just so nice to see her becoming in a little bit of more of her own yeah, I love hearing you talk about that. that and, and also talking about her big feelings, because that's important for her and for all of us, right? We all have big feelings and acknowledging those and seeing how that tends to her progress also, I'm sure is very rewarding for you also. Just a quick break. We will be right back. Yeah, and I really encourage people like with any child or yourself, mm-hmm. when you have those big feelings, we yeah. have, you know, some a, a system in place. First, we yeah. take deep breaths. Oh, we breathe. Yeah. We mm-hmm. just breathe. Mm-hmm. And it looks funny because I blow in her face. I'm like, <sighs> <laughs> but that's how she understands it. You know, sure. big breaths. We take big yeah. breaths together. Oh, we wow. sit and we pause. You know, we stay still. We're still. Yeah. We have calm bodies, yeah. calm hands. Yeah. And what just a great breathe. strategy. Great strategy. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, you know, what message do you have for other moms out there that might be listening? And this would be two part. For example, a message to moms like you raising a child uh, with autism and moms who are not raising uh, a child with autism. What would the message be? Yeah. So for moms raising children with autism and just starting on their journey, um, Mm -hmm. I do remember how that felt and the, just the overwhelming feeling of what is happening because Mm -hmm. they do not give you a book that says like, you know, autism Mm -hmm. 101 and how to begin or what's your first steps. Mm -hmm. Um, There are tons of information out there on autism, but also that's overwhelming. Like you just want to say step one you know like this is like literally the first thing you need to do but just to be uncomfortable with the unknown which is incredibly difficult Mm -hmm. for me Mm -hmm. um and that I work on that all the time to just be Mm -hmm. uncomfortable be comfortable getting uh, getting comfortable with the unknown yes you know Mm -hmm. that you just I'm sorry getting uncomfortable getting comfortable what's wrong with me I'm uncomfortable a lot yeah yeah, yeah. (laughs) that's okay getting comfortable with the unknown. Yeah. Yeah. And that, and really having faith that it will all work out. It's a practice and that's a practice of self-care and also that it's okay to take time for yourself without feeling guilty. Yeah. Yeah. It's okay to take time for yourself without feeling guilty. Yeah. Yeah. Tell myself that a lot. Yeah. Um, 
Yes. And for moms who are not raising autistic kids, mm-hmm. I really highly beg and encourage to teach awareness and acceptance that everybody mm-hmm. is not like your child, that there's differences out there and that differences aren't bad. Differences can be rewarding. They mm-hmm. can be, you can learn from it. You can enjoy mm-hmm. it. Mm-hmm. And please mm-hmm. teach awareness of autism, of how children are different Mm -hmm. and different doesn't mean bad and that acceptance like really accept that it's okay if a little girl who's eight can't necessarily talk but you can sit next to her and just be present for her so it's Mm -hmm. interesting on the playground you can tell that there are children like that and they're not children like that Mm -hmm. and eight-year-old girls are tending to get into an age where many of them that encounter Sophie are not like that boys tend to be quite different with this Mm -hmm. um it seems like they just don't care if she talks or not or they don't Mm -hmm. care you know this weekend Mm -hmm. she saw two kids a little boy little girl they're probably around five to seven Mm -hmm. both of them wanted to play with her you know we always say oh Sophie you know she has she doesn't have many words but she likes Mm -hmm. to watch and just to Mm -hmm. hang next to you and you know Mm -hmm. try to explain to children in their ways Mm -hmm. um and they just ran around her. She smiled. They ran together. She went another way. So they just looked like, okay, that's just who yeah. she is. Right. Yeah. 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 I love that you said awareness. I think that's so important in so many ways. And we're just bringing awareness to our kids, you know, of all the kinds of kids that are out there and all the ways we all are similar and also different. And that's just that simple acceptance of that, how important and impactful that can be. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Even for adults, I think. Yeah. Some adults need to learn that too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so here on Mom Courage, I always like to ask these two questions. And so we're going to do it today, which is from your experience, what do you feel is the real conversation behind raising a child with autism? What's that real conversation? You know, the one we may not be talking about, but really it is. Um. It really is, again, if you know one kid with autism, you know one kid with autism. That's just it, right? Mm -hmm. You know Mm -hmm. one, you know one. To generalize the um, autism is just not useful. Um, Mm -hmm. And again, the acceptance, talking really about acceptance and where that starts in the home and how to teach that. You know, these these little ones watch you. and they imitate you they hear what you say they see how you behave I can see Sophie too she takes my makeup brushes with the mother face you know my husband says she has certain mannerisms like I do and he's like she's watching you know your kids watch you and it's just really important to self-reflect on as a parent as a mom your own personal views on Mm -hmm. autism and or any other disabilities and Mm -hmm. or children that don't look like your children. You know, Mm -hmm. Sophie is um, interracial. Mm -hmm. Uh, She's a girl and she has autism. Mm -hmm. I mean, Mm -hmm. current Mm -hmm. climate Mm -hmm. challenges are stacked against her. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And it really, I believe, starts with those uncomfortable conversations with yourself, looking into the mirror that what's your perspective, what's your stance, what's your voice Mm-hmm. on these topics it's yeah. not always easy to have believe me yeah. I you know I'm a mom and I see her and sometimes and I have judgments you know mm-hmm. I get angry mm-hmm. when you know me too she doesn't respond you know mm-hmm. and I'm like yeah. she just doesn't know mm-hmm. it's not her yeah. fault she's just yeah. not 
responding. Yeah. So yeah, that's a real conversation that I think starts with yeah starts with the mom. Yeah, yeah, and that would like you said, don't generalize. If you know one autistic child, you only know one. That they're not yeah. look how you started. Um, there, every there's differences, and and accepting that is super important. So thank you, thank you for that. Now the next part, we might have touched on it in your real conversation, but. What this is the other part. What is the norm we can challenge here? Like many think autism is blank, but really autism is blank. I know we've kind of touched on that, but I don't know if you want to add to it. I think a lot they challenge that, um, or people think autism is like Big Bang theory. Why am I forgetting mm. his name at the moment? Oh, I don't know. Sheldon Cooper. That it's like maybe sometimes it's this like crazy smart Einstein. Okay. Mm-hmm. Right? Or sometimes mm-hmm. you think, you, mm-hmm. I feel like most people think it's either crazy smart, they have these like Einstein level, or it's like totally non functioning at all. Mm-hmm. And you flap your hands and you can't speak. And you just, mm-hmm. that's another thing. There's a lot of hand um, stimming. Mm -hmm. like these children do and that's just moving their energy in their body Mm -hmm. um but really as they just want the same acceptance to be seen and heard like anyone else Mm -hmm. specifically Mm -hmm. Sophie is an attention little girl she loves she does tricks on her scooter when people walk by for attention Mm -hmm. she jumps mm -hmm. off the highest rock and waits for people to clap for her. Right. <laughs> so while inside you think they they don't, it doesn't seem like they're in there or they don't really have feelings or they don't want to be social or like, they just like, you know, mm-hmm. everyone else. They want to be seen and heard and loved and liked. Mm-hmm. I love that you said that they want to be seen and heard. And yeah. I also think when you're saying, you know, many think autism is cut or dry. It's either you're the super smart person or you're, or, or you're just, you know, standing there not having a lot of uh, verbal coming out or something like that. And that's not it. Yeah. And that kind of goes back to the, what you originally said and what we just said. Every autistic person mm-hmm. or child is different and unique. And I really appreciate you giving us details around that and really sharing that. And we, I mean, just wanting to be seen and heard. I love that she likes to do, uh, you know, do tricks and stuff and looks for the applause. So fun. (laughs) (laughs) And who doesn't sometimes? Like sometimes you just need that pat on your back to be like, you're a star, you know? And she likes that. And uh, we all somewhere somehow do like to be some praise. Oh yeah. Hey, sure. Yeah. So if moms are listening, they want to reach out to you or just kind of check in. Tell us how someone could reach reach you. Where can they find you? Sure. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Yes, I encourage anyone to either email me at hello at JackieJanik.com mm-hmm. or uh, follow on Instagram. It's Jackie mm-hmm. underscore Janik mm-hmm. or sign up for my newsletter, um, eblast on mm-hmm. JackieJanik.com. And I really mm-hmm. welcome all moms, specifically any mom who's starting on this journey, if their child is diagnosed with autism or any special need. I have done a lot of research. Mm-hmm. I'm a wealth of information mm-hmm. and I'm very bottom line, cut and dry, will get you what things that are really important to start mm-hmm. off with. 
Mm-hmm. And I will make sure everybody listening to put your, um, your website and your email, all that stuff right into the show notes. So if anybody didn't catch that on just listening in, it will be in the episode notes. So look for that. Well, Jackie, I just want to, you know, thank you for sharing today, your mom courage to share your story and your feelings. Mm -hmm. And even some of your struggles is something that is going to empower moms listening and moms raising kids out there who are Mm -hmm. autistic and moms who are not. So it's just been a privilege to listen to you speak and for you to have this space to share your story. So thank you. Oh my God. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much because I have not been really able to share. As I said, it's a still charged topic, but the more that I do and you giving me the space to do so, um, feeling safe around it too. I really appreciate that. And I look forward to spreading more awareness and acceptance of autism. Well, good. And you've done a great job sharing today. So I know in the beginning you were feeling a little, you know, concerned, but you've done a great job with just sharing us and really giving that information to us and your real experiences. So thank you. All right. Well, that's it, everybody. Thanks for being here, Courageous Moms. You got this. Thank you for listening to Mom Courage, the podcast. I would love to hear from you, Courageous Moms. So send me a message through Anchor. The link is in the episode notes. Or find me at my website, www courageouslivingforyou.com. The link is also in the episode notes. That's it. You got this, Courageous Mamas.